Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 179. My name's Danny Murray. What's the bleeding story? It's Merrow. Graham Merrow American. How are you, sir? I want. I feel very good, very content. Very content with life in general, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, this one's a little bit later coming to you than we normally would, lads, because we decided to hold out until the most important vote of our lifetime had been decided and tallied and everybody knew where things should be and order has been defined. For some people order has been restored and for other people <laughs> for other people order does not exist and we live in a world of chaos following the results of the crisp world cup. The viral sensation that was the WTS inaugural Chris World Cup. It must be nice for you to be able to say the viral sensation and not be referencing your sexual exploits, is it? There's no fucking need for that. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have new listeners now because our followers went up on Twitter about two or three thousand over the last two weeks, and and their introduction is that they think I'm some sort sort of fucking Larry Flint here. Look, Graham, I think <laughs> some sort of Larry Flint. I think it's important that people get to know us very quickly. Other people have had 180 episodes to get to know us. But that's fair enough. There's people who are coming on board very quickly. So they need to know you've completed Tinder twice. They need to know that I am a model. Twice a day. <laughs> twice a day. They need to know that I am a model citizen and I am what people should be aspiring to be. And they need to know that, you know, in many ways, in many ways, you are representative of all the problems with society. Okay. Well, right. We will move swiftly on. <laughs> we have, to our expertise in our punditry of crisps. Indeed. So, look. First and foremost, congratulations to Mister Tato and indeed Tato Cheese and Onion. Undisputed, very convincing victory in the final. They 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 romped home in many ways, and throughout the tournament, they were always. I think Meanie's random the closest. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, Meanie's came toward in the end. They did. Meanie's came toward beating King in the bronze final or the third and fourth place playoff. But um, look, there's a lot to be said for the the assist or the skill level that uh, old man Mister Brennan provided Tato because arguably without his influence and without his uh, his you know contribution to Tato this may have gone a different way but for a lot of people who are tweeting the Chris World Cup it seemed as though being able to slap a bag of cheese and onion Tato in between two slices of bananas with butter was a deciding factor yeah but I think meanies meanies are nicer than a sambo well and this is a point of controversy you see because this uh, this came up with our new best friends, Dermot and Dave of Today FM on Friday morning when I was speaking to them about the Crisp World Cup and they were flabbergasted that people would do such a thing, as were a lot of people. They were like, meanies on bread. Who was doing that? And Graham, I bring it back to the point I made a couple of minutes ago that you're everything that's wrong with society because you're the one that's peddling this notion of meanies on bread. Ah, stop. I mean, years ago when we were out drinking in the pub and we go back to one of the lads' houses 
we wouldn't be ordering uh, Mazzoni's or Four Star Pizza or anything like that. What we'd be doing was make sure we'd have a share size bag of meanies or a six pack of meanies with a sliced pan of Brennan's bread and a bit of butter. That's what we'd have. That is outrageous. Sensational. Absolutely. It outrageous. is a sensation. What was your highlight of the Chris World Cup? Uh, outside of just the general crack on Twitter. Just in general, like, yeah, just. I, 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 I think the. The interactions on Twitter were just absolutely second to none. It was a guy called Colum Cairns. Colum Cairns, Ballybrack legend. Yeah. Oh, I know Colum. You do. He only lives about two. He lives across the road near where the the the, the Chukes live. Right. Graham Serge. I need to look at. His, no, I need to look at. His, apologies, Colum, if I do know you. Uh, but him, him, him sc- and uh, him and Joe Reid. Where I had me in fits of convulsions. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think Colm recently graduated as a doctor, no less. So it's Dr. Colm Cairns. Uh, oh, wow, Dr. Cairns talking about crisps. Love exactly, it. yeah. So, you know, but um, Colm's an absolute gent and he's, uh, he's he, his knowledge of football and everything is, is genius. But obviously, in this case, his knowledge of crisps and their place in the world and their, the importance of Tato too, not just the Irish psyche, but but everything that resembles Irishness. Um, I do think he played a big part in this, though. He was definitely a hashtag influencer in terms of the, the title vote. Yeah, though his contrib- contributions with him and Joe Reid back and forth over the matches that took place was the punditry was just second to none. Absolutely, um, yeah. there, there was a, there was a load of people in fairness on Twitter. I, now you've remembered names. I haven't because I was trying to reply to as many as I possibly could. There were so many, but uh, some of the crack that was had was just absolutely brilliant. Like, and, and do you know what it was, right? I love the, I love the people that were asking, how, how are these te- group seeders? Oh, <laughs> Like the fact they're not crisps. Was... They're corn snacks. They're corn snacks. <laughs> they're not crisps. Yeah, do I go into a news agent and say, "Here, give us a pack of corn snacks, there, please." Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they're not. You know what I'd love right now? I'd love a pack of corn snacks or a nice, a nice pack of starchy maize and potato snacks. That's what I'd love right now. Go away, <laughs> go away, and ask the most southern part of me nether regions. Look, th- th- this this in many ways is a generation divine and vote for Ireland. And look, I I was back in Mighty Munch. I I I said a pre-tournament they were the ones I wanted to win, and I all the way through I stayed with it. And I generally thought they'd be capable of pulling off the upset, but they weren't. Tato managed to bring it home, and fair play to them. But I think they, look, if 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 I was to pick a highlight from the entire sort of. Well, the, the the voting lasted for two weeks, but but the entire World Cup kind of went on for a month between build up and nominations and everything else. I think just the, the the crack on Twitter and the fact that you've got so much bullshit going on in the world. You like like if you look across the water at Brexit and all the stuff going on there, you'd pull your hair out. If you look across the water, Mueller's after submitting his report about Trump, you could easily pull your hair out over that as well. I apologise to the bald people listening who can't pull their hair out. Yous would obviously do something equally as stressful. Um, perhaps scratch your scalp till it bleeds. But ultimately, the, the the Crisp World Cup was a bit of brevity and a bit of crack. And that was great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There, there, there was the odd pedantic arsehole in there who I had to reprimand and who you had to reprimand every <laughs> so often. 
by giving them a bit of a backlash on Twitter. But um, overall, you know what? I can't wait for 2023 when we run this again. Yeah, well, it's all about the Euros now. These are on the Euros now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people backing meanies for the Euros, they reckon that meanies have it in the bag. And other people are asking us to do a Crisp World Cup, or sorry, an Ice Cream World Cup to follow the Crisp World Cup. People are asking Chocolate Bar World Cup Chocolate Bar World Cup. And, and look, by all means, that these are all things that could happen. But uh, mm. yeah, look, I think for now, we have definitive proof that Tato are in fact the king of crisps. Oh, what a pun. Um, one of the tweets that had me uh, a bit like confused was someone saying that they put crisps in a freezer. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tweeted us saying that they put they put banshee bones. They put banshee bones, uh, or they used to because you can't get banshee bones anymore, which was another part of this World Cup that was controversial. A lot of people discussed that the banshee bones weren't in there. Lads, they're not in production anymore. So if they're not in production, they, they, essentially they are the Czechoslovakia of the crisp world. nonetheless people tweet and saying they used to put banshee bones in the fridge and in the freezer because uh, it would lessen the harshness of the vinegar which was too borny so by putting them in the fridge it's so and i was like this is madness but at least one of the girls in the oven to heat them up the one of the girls that's tweeted saying that she puts crisps in the fridge or the freezer whatever it was was because in our job, I think uh, the crisps were in the vending machine and they were cold. And she thought to herself, these might be nice colder. So she put them in the freezer. Outrageous. Absolutely <laughs> outrageous. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And then a lot of people upset that their crisp of choice did not uh, progress further and calling the tournament a joke. And look, <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I mean, I've I've shouted at the Rugby World Cup many a year when Ireland have failed to progress past the quarter final, even though you know there's only sixteen teams in it. But whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever. Um, I'm just yeah. I'm uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with how it went. I think Taito are a, a fitting champion. Yes. Um, no, I don't think they were. I uh. I wanted Meanies to go over, get it over the line, but they they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Meanies will challenge. You know, they're not made by Largo Fields and Tato, so there's room for Meanies to challenge them in uh, some sort of WrestleMania like match, one off. <laughs> and who knows what might happen there? But uh, yeah, look, thanks every everybody who joined in on a bit of crack and everybody who uh, had a bit of fun with it. Thanks, thanks, man, and we hope you enjoyed it. Yes, thank you. And you'll be on people who are listening to this now, or people who are listening to this very early on Monday morning, or yeah, very early on Monday morning. Uh, if they tune into East Coast Radio, they'll be able to hear you talk about the Chris World Cup with uh, Rob and Laura on their show on East Coast Radio. On their breakfast show tomorrow from half eight in the morning. That's if you're listening to this today, Sunday. It's lunchtime now. Thank you. Yeah, or again, if you're listening to it, you covered a bit that I did. Never mind, Meryl. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, Sorry. Yeah, so there we go. Right, Chris World Cup is done and dusted. Uh, what else happened this weekend? Graham Merhagan. Um, I was in your house. You were your first time visiting the lovely surrounds of Parlege. Um, and one of your dogs, uh, Lupo, hates me. He does. Still trying to trying to suss out the wheelchair. Do you remember when his? I loved when his nose and his face was just following the wheels moving. <laughs> As if, 
what the fuck's going on here? And he was looking at the front small wheels as if they were the most fucking crazy things to look at. But then Cali loves me, so that's all that matters. Yeah, and, and you see, the thing is, Lupo is a bit of a dickhead in general, whereas Cali is the sweetest. <laughs> she's the sweetest dog in the world. And, and if people follow me on Instagram, they'll see that Lupo always causes trouble in the house. And I come in and I'm like, what's going on here? And Cali, without fail, will rat Lupo up every single time. Every single time. Your dogs definitely have personalities anyway. Oh, they do, yeah. They do, yeah. They're mad little things. But uh, yeah, now Callie's Callie's a little angel. Lupo, I mean, look if he if he got out and he ran away, would I look for him? Maybe. Ah, are you for real? Obviously, I'm messing. He's within earshot. <laughs> he's within earshot. <laughs> Give me a look at him. Uh, no, he's well. He's within earshot, but he's like around a corner there. You wouldn't be able to. You know what I mean? So obviously, two lazy dopes there. They are. Yeah, they are. I tell you, I've never had dogs. People want about how oh huskies need all this exercise and they're so full of energy and blah blah blah. These fuckers sleep twenty hours a day. Like, do you know what I mean? They and, make me um, look energetic. They had, they had uh, attitude issues yesterday with because you got them grilled, is it? Yeah, they were they, they they were due a groom and they've been shedding like mad over the last while. So, uh, we we pegged them off yesterday to go and get looked after yesterday morning, and uh, they came back to us absolutely immaculate, soft and fluffy, looking like a little plush toy. Uh, so uh, credit to the people of Alfie's Pooch Parlor in Port Leash who who and Lisa and the team there look after them. Um, but yeah, they 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 were very sulky then when they came home. Very sulky as if the cheeky was putting us in there for a few hours and making us get washed. And they absolutely... He is still a bit sulky. Callie's grand. Callie's came back around. She's all right. He's still not talking to us, though. This happens a lot with dogs. I thought dogs like to be groomed, but they don't. They hate it. Yeah, well, it seems as though more of them dislike it than, than, than not. Um, a friend of the show and last week's guest, Gary Mackle, had his dogs groomed in the past week also, and they weren't speaking to him either. They, were, they, they didn't speak to him for three or four days. They were in the horrors, the two dogs. I wonder if this is a wider issue. And if people would like to tweet us at WTSPod and uh, share their dog's reaction to being groomed, we'd be all... Oh, because it's the best ever. Gary sent us a video of his dogs being groomed and the dog literally had an attitude problem. Yeah. The dog was... Gary would be like, here, do you want some food? Do you want some food? And the dog wasn't raising his face. He was in an absolute huff. Mad little things all together, so they are. Um, the should have said he was in a wolf. <laughs> what? I should have said he was in a wolf. <laughs> um, great. So the reason that you were down here was uh, the Ballybrack Bulls were playing a match against the Shannon Side Steelers in Clonaslee, which is, uh, as I would say, about 10 minutes from my house, as you learned a bit further than that. Uh, about 10 minutes. <laughs> it was that because I left, your head, I left Clonaslee uh, community centre after a match at about five to six. I thought the Ireland match kicks off at our second half will kick off around six or five past six. And I says to myself, geez, we should get the majority of the second half. And you uh, says, uh, yeah, we should be there in 10 minutes. And I says, uh, yeah. oh, so we get most of the match. And you go, ah, we'll get the last 10 or 20 minutes of the match. And I was like, that doesn't work out though. Those, that, 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 those minutes don't work out there, Dan. Are you lying to me? And you were lying to me. I, I, no, I wasn't. You forgot the back. I wasn't lying to you at all. I was flexing the truth is what I was doing. You see, 
I'm I'm a seasoned veteran of country roads now. I'm used to them, and I realise that the speed limit is a guide more so than a hard figure. You know what I mean? And I also yeah. know, you know, listen, there's part of the road, it might have a 100km speed limit, there's part of the road that you have to do 80 on, and there's part of the road that, you know, if the guards aren't looking, you could probably do 110, 120. Now, look, I'm not condoning speeding, but what I am saying is, if there's a match on the telly and you want to get home, you, you you give it a bit of welly, you know what I'm saying? Um, there was a diversion in place, that cost us a couple of minutes, you know, got stuck behind it. Well, yeah. It got, all you had to do was tell the truth. I'm not a contrarian with time and all that with with uh, with traffic or with journeys. I don't give a shit. Well, look, all I'm saying is, Graham, if 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 you were able to keep up with me, would have got home quicker. I kept looking in my mirror and I could see that you weren't <laughs> there, and I was like, I have to slow down for this lad again. Um, you know, I mean, like, look, your match, your match tipped off at uh, what was a half four. I left my house at ten past four, and I was there before the match started. So right. I- we won, and Jack Shannon Cole was captain for the first time. He was like a man possessed on the court. Darren Healy scored at double points for the first time. Yeah. So it was great to play uh, the whole squad, and everyone got time, and we won 54-27, I think. Yeah, it was 54-28, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, in fairness, Jack played the former. Uh, Darren played well. Uh, Eamon had a good game. And uh, and Oshin, your, your youngest, your... your New superstar had a decent game as well. Absolutely, Lucian's still learning. He's only sixteen, seventeen, and he's still learning every week. And if ever anyone's listening to this on Sunday or Monday, we have a match Monday night tonight or tomorrow night uh, at half eight in Tallaght Leisure Centre. It's a league match against South East Swifts from Kilkenny Carlow. So come on up and give us some support. Tallaght Leisure Centre is a great facility. Indeed, supportables now. We were racing home to try and get the Ireland match and uh, some news broke regarding the Republic of Ireland football team and the FAI shortly yeah. after the match. And celebrations were ringing out as if Ireland had won some sort of World Cup tournament on Twitter, but in actual fact, they hadn't, Graham. News of John Delaney's departure was swiftly corrected. Yeah, not a departure, it's a sideways swoop into a fucking job he just created as executive vice president executive vice president yeah. not just vice president where it's just a it's just a, a nice role to give yeah. someone a non, a non-powerful role but the absolute tramp is after creating his own job so he's still on the uefa board he is a tramp and should be thrown out of the fei so so right and now you would be more a fan, and you'd be more knowledgeable about these sort of things than I would. Um, but from for me looking at this, right, I'm sitting there and I'm like, right, everybody, every football fan in Ireland and every journalist and anybody with half a brain knows John Delaney is is toxic. He's absolutely toxic. And then you had the whole thing come out last week about him supplying a bridging loan of €100,000 uh, to the FAI. He got that back a number of months later after this. No, no, no. He got that. Do you know when he got that back? This is what I'm getting. He got go that on, back. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on. No, no, go on, go on, go on, go on. You explain it. You know better. Go on. No, no, I was, I, I was just saying that he got it back when he got that. So he gave his employer uh, a, a loan of it. When, when do you even hear that? The last time you heard that was when his father gave a loan in the mid-90s over the ticket fiasco World 24. But 
and his his father subsequently stepped down from the organization. But um he gave the association a loan when they were in a surplus of two two and a half million. And then the day he got it back, the day before, Sport Ireland gave them their, their grant for the year. So as soon as they got the grant off Sport Ireland, John Delaney gets his hundred grand back. Like what's gone? And it wasn't even in the accounts. The AGM, they didn't have it in the accounts. John Delaney was trying to stop the times of, of Ireland. Uh, he was trying to get an injunction on them for three weeks in the courts and he failed. So why is he trying to get an injunction? The man should so, be sa- like, there, there's, there, there has to be grounds for something there. There's some, it, it, something illegal there. Well, there has to, I, I'd imagine somewhere in some dark corner of some legal area, somebody is looking into this because then it has also emerged that whatever about the bridging loan and that taking place, John Delaney's on a salary of 360,000 euro per year. But that €360,000 per year does not include a premises in which he's been living in County Wicklow where the FAI are paying €3,000 per month in rent. So, and, and they've been doing that for a number of years. So, thirty-six grand a year, 36 times 3, just happens to be close enough to that hundred grand figure. Now, I don't know, I haven't actually looked into this, but some people are suggesting there was something around the rent and that hundred grand and the bridging loan and there's some sort of shenanigans going on here to now I could be getting into those conspiracy guys theories by by, by saying that. I don't know. But without question my my point here is that if Delaney is that toxic and everyone from your average punter to like people who are involved in grassroots football, you know, the the, the League of Ireland, the SC Tristy League people really not liking him either you know, um, you've got journalists who are absolutely calling them a laughing stock and talking about how ridiculed the FAI are being, and yet the FAI are sitting there and they're backing them and they're letting them basically act like some sort of dictator. What what is the solution to this? How can people actually solve this? Like, I don't know. It's it just seems to be at a board level. It it just seems to be people that have been around for years and there's no involvement there's no yeah there's no like that just it, it just seems to be all like i don't know like, there's like I, I remember when, when like when soypan happened and, and and other things were going on and it was kind of like john delaney at that point was almost being you know thought of as kind of a progressive potentially brilliant person who was going to help ireland and in actual fact he, he's being nothing but a stumbling block and it's it's almost now. I and I don't know. I don't like this. Like there was a big sign at the Gibraltar match, um, you know, which was protesting Delaney, and it's clear the fans aren't happy with him being there. And he's taken attention away from the team and all that. Now after the performance in Gibraltar, maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? But it's starting to become more about the man than it is about the national team. And at what point? Do do fans vote with their feet? Is that an answer? Is that a potential answer? If fans were to say, do you know what? No, we're not supporting anything that the FAI are touching until this man is gone. Because as long as they're paying the money and as long as they're turning up in their thousands, then he like, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, no, I don't know. There should be should be government accountability. There should be. There's a minister for sport. Like, where where is he? Like, he's an absolute cabbage as well. He probably hasn't a clue what's going on in this situation. But there's a public accounts committee. Like, 
and they had they have requested Delaney to go in front of them. But now he has stepped down as the CEO. Does he is he still accountable to go to that public accounts committee? Because he should be, because he's yeah. after creating just a brand new. How 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 quick was it that he just created a brand new job profile for him well, and just slotted back in? Well, didn't the FAO he say in their statement that this uh, this position was created after uh, oh, some chap from some sports analysis company in England came over and done a, a thing into the FAO? Yeah, that's nonsense. That's uh, nonsense. An absolute load of nonsense, yeah. Um, but, like, uh, look, I don't know. It's it's It seems baffling to me that this man is still in the position. First, like, whatever about... Like, it's just... I don't understand how this is happening because he is so laughable both in the element of of absolute questionability that's going on around the financial irregularities, his salary being absolutely ludicrous for the job, the fact that they're paying his rent, um, all these questions around the, the, the trustworthiness of him. And then you have the scenario where he is still... He still has a warrant out for his arrest in Brazil following the ticket scandal previously. <laughs> Look at this, like, it's nonsense. And, and and on top of that then, when, so whatever about all that at, like, upper, upper levels, you then have, just on the ground, if if you search John Delaney's name on social media, you will see story after story and, and picture after picture and video after video of the man making a tit of himself. And what, what I'm really loving is that there are, I don't know, how many separate stories of people talking about like there was one story where they were like uh, coming back from an away match and while people were waiting on their bags and all that John Delaney was chatting to fans and in between conversations with fans he's shifting his girlfriend right then there's another another story about him like and and like people are describing this as like the type of shifting the type of shifting you would see at Wesley Disco right which is for those who aren't of uh, South Dublin origins uh, you know basically a teenage disco which is Synonymous with all kinds of shenanigans. Um, but, <laughs> but he's like Alan Partridge, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a parody, like. But, I mean, outside outside, outside the Elvery store in Aviva Stadium, shifting his girlfriend while thousands of hunters are walking by, taking photos and openly mocking him. Like, most unbecoming of somebody within his position, like. You know, I'll like, stop He's the most. He's the most. The, he, he's the best paid CEO of any football organization in the world. Which, which is incredible. Like nonsense. Just, that's nonsense. I, I don't know. I, if somehow or another he manages to 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 survive all this, because it seems as though the scrutiny is being turned up. I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where there's outrage for a couple of days, you know. But then an international break is coming very quickly and. He'll be out of the spotlight. The Irish national team will be out of the spotlight for a couple of months. So the journal seems to be particularly Dan McDonald, who does great work, mm-hmm. does great work for the national team and the League of Ireland. And uh, he, he, I would say, he won't let it lie. Um, I would say as well. I think that Fine Gael TD Noel Rock, who's a bit of a pompous clown as it is, yeah. but he's uh, he's questioning Delaney a lot. Like as a fan, he's kind of gone, you know. I think he's more or less saying enough is enough. Like we need to, there needs to be questions here. Like, what organization has an AGM? Uh, journalists are invited, but they're not allowed to ask questions. Oh, yeah, but that that's a uh, you know that's just a classic move, and that's uh, you're you're going into the whole you know 
control and the narrative and, and that kind of thing where people just say, well, you know what, here, we'll put the information out there, but we're completely in control of it and we're unwilling to engage in anything that might result in a situation where anything other than the information that we want goes out. And, uh, I mean, for me, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and, you know, um, Aim Amelia actually put up a very good point as well, saying that with Delaney and the whole FAI paying his rent thing, that's a benefit in kind. So if that's happened, has he are the revenue aware of this, or will they be investigated? So could could there be tax implications in this as well? This is the national fucking f- football team. This is the man who's at the top of the food chain, and we're talking about all these scenarios that none of them have a positive outcome. And yet, I know, but you're and yet the, and yet the awesome. FAI and John Delaney seem to think sure it's grand onto the next game, like. Yeah, but but all of this as well. That a hundred grand bridging loan isn't on the accounts for last year. The the the, the hush kind of uh, compensation that FIFA gave years ago. That the accounts that money is still missing as far as the accounts are concerned. Where did that three and a half? Yeah, it's mad. It's absolutely madness. Like it's at the age. Even ask questions about the accounts because they don't allow it. Yeah. Delaney has his own narrative at these AGMs, and it's all hush hush. It's it's like it's just bizarre. You couldn't write it. It's a parody. Well, he, like, he's an accountant, isn't he? By trade, like he's an accountant, isn't he? I haven't a clue. He's an absolute tramp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you can be a tramp by trade, crime, but nonetheless. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, it's uh, it's been real. And it's been real. Great Chris World Cup, um, and we will do it again in four years. <laughs> exactly, we will. We'll have to come up with something. Like, it's mad though, isn't it? Because like, for what? How long were we? You know, I mean, you look at some of the guests we've had on this podcast, and we make no secret of it. We find ourselves in extremely fortunate positions to be able to talk to some of the people we've talked to. Um, and there's been moments where we've had unbelievable <laughs> guests, and we've been like. I thought that might have landed a bit better. Like I thought that might have, you know what I mean? And then we talk about crisps, and everybody goes mental. Really? <laughs> none of our guests, none of us get, none of our guests made us go viral. We did have a, a lot of coverage in national media about some of our guests, yeah. Christy Moore, uh, Carly, uh, Stephanie Roach. George they Moore. they all made when, yeah. they all made national media with their quotes and stuff like that. Um, but but the followers didn't really go up. But what do we do? A Chris World Cup and the followers on Twitter goes up about 3,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mad. Like, it's... Yeah, anyway. Look. Anyways. Uh, that's a Sunday afternoon. You leave it there, Roisin. <laughs> Roll it there, Roisin, yeah. Um, if people want to... If, if this happens to be the first time you've tuned in and if you enjoyed the Chris World Cup but you'd like to hear more of us, you can, of course, get over 179 previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, uh, Spotify, anywhere and everywhere that there is a podcast. All you have to do, Mero, is search for WTS Pod. And you'll find us and all those amazing guests we've been talking about and all the crack that we've had over the last four years, including a couple of live shows and uh, just general messing. And There's also a Patreon that people can support if they want to, um, which we've neglected for a long time and we should probably start doing more with that because we've been saying we would for about a year now um, and we haven't um, so if you 3,000 followers want to give us a euro a month that'll be great that would be amazing yeah it would definitely help me be able to move uh, out of Port Leash and back towards back towards the border <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just pay, Patreon uh, if you search WTS pod Patreon 
that's where we'll be and uh, for as little as a euro a month you can help this ship stay afloat and uh, all that kind of stuff and we will start doing something with that me and Mero will just have to figure out what because we've been putting on the long finger for far too long on all other social media he's at Merdigan Mania I'm at Dan Joe Murray this has been WTS 1879 I forget what fucking number we're on <laughs> One A, one hundred. We should have a darts player on for the episode of hundred and eighty. Yeah, yeah. This has been until next week. I absolutely hate darts. I went to see it in Sydney West, and ever since I've hated it. I hate darts with a fucking passion. Right, we'll talk about that next week. That is for another time and another place. But uh, until then, thanks everybody. Congratulations, Hato. Mero, until next time. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. Look.